I've forgotten it. <laughs> I've forgotten it. Hi. Hello. Welcome. No, do it again. I breathed into the microphone while you started. Hi, hello, welcome. Welcome back to our long list where today we're going to be talking about Christmas, Christmas and New Year's. I'm Lena and I'm Elise and welcome back to the chaos. Oh my gosh, Merry Christmas, guys. Merry freaking Christmas. Can you believe it? 2021 is basically over. There's like three days left of 2021. I find that insane. Like, I feel like this year's gone so quickly. Like, where... And and I feel like I've aged like 50 years this year. <laughs> you Not only have you gone from 21 to 22, you've... Skipped it. You're I've like you're you're like, like 35 now. I'm ready to retire. Oh wow, yeah. that many That's, years. Yeah, I just feel like so many things have like ended, and now I'm just like old. Do you you're know what old. I mean? Like I feel like uni's ended, jobs have changed, people have like gone and like big things have happened for them. Yeah, <laughs> and now I feel like I'm our friends really- got engaged. <laughs> And now I feel really old. Wow. I mean, even you, like, have just, like, from the beginning of the year to now, think about, like, you're working a completely different job. You've finished uni. You've got all these plans for your future. I got a tattoo. You got a tattoo. What the heck is going on? Things have changed this year. Seriously. But good things. Yeah, all good things. What do you reckon's changed for you? Do you feel do you feel do you get the same vibes as me? Where it's like it feels like I'm like 30 now. I do. I feel like I've going towards a time in my life when things are about to change a lot. Like I feel like this year my life has stayed pretty the same. Next year I'm going back to uni, I'm living yeah. in the same apartment, mm. all those things. Um, so I don't like it feels like I'm at the on the cusp of change. Yes. Like I think what your year was this year will be my yeah. next year. Yeah. Um, like in more ways than one. Like I really feel like our our years are like about a year out of sync mm. as well. I'm turning twenty two next year. Yeah. I'm finishing uni next year. I'll get a new job next year. I can't year. believe you're gonna be twenty two. You already are twenty two. <laughs> oh my gosh. A colleague at work today, um, we were just talking and she was like, Yeah, and you're like twenty, right? And I was like, <laughs> I'm 22. Wow. <gasps> in my internship, I feel quite old because it's meant really? to be. Well, because it's meant to be in your promultuous. No, promultuous. Promultuous. No, the year before you finish. Premature. Promultuous. <laughs> Why can't I say that word? I don't know. Promultuous. Whatever. It means like the year before you finish whatever, which technically is like if in a three-year degree, which most people are doing in my internship. Yes. Would have been two years ago. Are you doing ago. a three-year or four? Three years, but I've already done a year yes. before and then I took a gap year. Yes. So I should have technically graduated last year. Imagine. if it, Not technically, Crazy. I should have. If I'd done a normal bachelor's degree right out of high school, I would have graduated last yeah, year, yeah, which yeah. means I – a lot of – compared to a lot of other people, I'm about two years older. 
But then again, in a workplace, you don't really ask people how old you are. So I actually don't know. I haven't actually asked people how old they are. Next year, we'll be out of high school for five years. Yeah, next year will be our fifth year. That's disgusting. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. Ew. Absolutely wild. And then the year after, we'll be out of high school, like the same amount of time we were in high school. school. That is so weird. Like the people going into year 12 now were the people who were in year seven when we were in year 12. Wow. I did not pay attention to the year sevens when I was in year 12. I did, mainly because their year advisor started all these programs for them. Remember, there was the 2022, they, like, it was like called 2022 this, 2022 that, because they graduated who in the year 2022. Um, it was that lady who used to work at the, in the uniform shop. I don't remember her name. What? She was their year advisor and she made like the 2022 choir and like- I do remember that. Yeah. So I feel like that was like that year was just said. And I remember sitting there being like, oh my gosh, 2022. Like, can you imagine all the things that will happen? And now it's in three days. That's insane. Do you know what I, um, I feel like when I was in high school, the years went- really not really slowly but they went slower than they feel like they're going now do you so so the way someone's explained that to me before which makes sense if you kind of think of it this way is that like a child that's two years old a year of their life is half of their year but the older you get the like the less time proportionally is one year so when now that we're 22 one year of our life is only a 20 like oh, when you're 20, a year of your life is only a 20th of your life. So it feels a lot shorter, right? When half oh. of your life is one year, it obviously feels so long. But the older you get, the less and less time is like one year of your life. When you're 60, that is one so year is only like a 60th of your life. So it feels so much shorter than when it's half of your life or a quarter of your life. That's interesting. I would have just said like, in high school, we just had routine so oh, often that it yeah. became so mundane that you were like, "Uh, yeah, this again." Whereas I feel like being in uni and like having the freedoms of like being an adult and going out and doing whatever I wanted whenever I wanted, mm. it felt like I was experiencing more. And so I feel like then time went quicker because I was enjoying it more. Yeah, no, I think it has multiple. I don't, I don't think there's one single explanation. Oh, for sure. It's, it can be whatever, but yeah, that's just how someone explained it to me once where I was like, wow, I'd never thought about that it That like actually that. is very um, insightful and mathematical. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I th- I'm excited like for next year. Um, but yeah, right now, like the time between Christmas and New Year's is like no man's land. It really is. Like, what, what do you heck do? Hap- what the heck happens between... <laughs> what the heck? What the heck? <laughs> what the heck happens between Christmas and New Year's? Literally, I'm trying to think. Basically, all that changes is, like, the stores and the shops change their decorations to Happy New Year's. <laughs> and, like, different types of foods come out because... How many days are between Christmas and New Year's? Seven? Six? It's like a week. 26, 27, 28, 29, It's like a reward... 30th. Sorry. 31 yeah six days that's a long that's a week and like where I does that almost even go? feel like that week I'm thinking back to like previous years I almost feel like that week goes really slowly really 
you think? Yeah, because I feel like the lead up to Christmas is like a whole month or like not yeah. a whole month. No, but like it's right. a whole thing and you're like excited and it goes quickly because you're preparing for Christmas. And, and then all of so a sudden it so ends. There's so many social engagements in yes. the lead up to Christmas. Yes. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, it's done now. Mm-hmm. And then I think the world just relaxes and that's yeah. why it feels like it goes slowly. Things have changed for me personally in the last couple of years because Bailey's birthday is in that time period. It really anchors it. Like it really, it's crazy. I think before, like, I don't know why, but no one books in things between, like, does the 29th of December even exist? Like, I don't know. But yeah, so I think now that there's a birthday in there somewhere, it kind of helps guide the whole guys yeah steer the whole it's ship. kind of like you have there's something else to look forward to that's sooner than like six days later yeah if there's like five days later <laughs> like yeah. there's the day before but like the 29th the 28th of december the 29th of december like those i've i can't think of a single thing i've ever done that like the 28th of december sounds like a day i've never thought about in my life i don't think i've ever written that date down anywhere you know, you're probably right. Like what happens on the 28th? That's the day it comes out. Like that's the day the podcast comes out. So I guess now it's our podcast day. Comes out yeah. 28th of January. Uh, Happy December. the 28th of December. Woo! Woo! <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what I normally do, but I literally can't put my finger on it. Don't know. Because normally we go church on Christmas mm. day. Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. And then we'd have lunch at my grandparents' house. And then we'd go home and then like no man's land, fall and asleep for you, like five you days. You fall asleep and then and you wake, wake up and, and it's, it's New Christmas Year's Eve. It's New Year's Eve. Stunning. Like, that's actually yeah. so true. What even happens? It's wild. I want to see the statistics of like, what are the news stories around that time? Like what oh is- Oh gosh, yeah. So crazy. Um, I thought while we were in this time period, we could look at some trivia like Christmas trivia, New Year's trivia. That's the best. Um, we can even do some little um, history or something. But I found an article that's called 35 Interesting Christmas Facts to Impress Your Friends and Family. I've oh. not read them. Oh, I'm ready. But I think we should – You, we're going to read them and then I want you to scale from a one to five how impressed you are by okay. it. So one that. being not very impressed, five, five being knocked your socks off. Okay. Oh, incredible. Good thing I'm wearing socks. Good thing. Okay, number one, Christmas wasn't always on December 25th. Oh, Lena and I talked about this the other day. So zero. Not impressed. <laughs> Not impressed. Okay. Because I did already know that. Should we look at a little explanation? It says, while Christmas celebrates the birth of Jesus Christ, the actual date is lost to history. There's no mention of December 25th in the Bible. And many historians say Jesus was really born in the springtime. Some historians post the... D- po- post it? Pose? Post it? Pose. Post it? P-O-S-I-T. Never seen that so word. The in my date life. was originally chosen because it coincided with the pagan festival, which honored the agricultural god Saturn. We celebrate celebrating and gift giving. Isn't that so interesting that the Christians were like, "Haha, let me take this pagan." You holiday. already have a pagan holiday that celebrates a different god, but now it celebrates our god. But we will keep the trees. <laughs> like what? Also, love that it's a pine tree because I know no pine trees in in the desert Beth- in Bethlehem. No, sorry, it should be um one of those like um 
you know, like in the desert movies and then like it's an empty scene and the tumbleweed. It should be tumbleweed. <laughs> okay. Everyone get ready for <laughs> Christmas trees. Next year we're doing tumbleweed. Tumbleweed only. Um, okay. Number Fact number two. I'm ready. Gifts have both Christian and pagan origins. Gifts? Yeah. Like giving gifts. How impressed are you by that fact? I'm more confused. I think I want the explanation okay. and then I'll tell you. Christmas may have grown up learning Christians. Sorry. <laughs> Christmas grew up learning that gifts uh, were from God. Christians may have grown up learning that we give gifts at Christmas to mimic the presents. The three wise men brought the baby Jesus. Oh. But like so many other traditions, that's also it also has roots in the um Saturn um there's a word for it, but I don't want to pronounce it because I'm going to get wrong and I don't want to get cancelled. The celebration of the Saturn god. And oh. yeah, so the idea was the pagans originally offered gifts to the gods. So that's right. where the gift giving comes from in this pagan way. Um, I'm going to give that like a two out of five because it wasn't like shocking and it also wasn't that interesting. Like I could have just come up with that with myself. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Number three. No offense. Evergreens, so pine trees, are an ancient tradition. Are they actually? Oh, see, you're impressed. That's a five. I'm impressed with that. Are they actually? Here we go. The tradition of Christmas trees goes all the way back to ancient Egyptians and Romans who decorated with evergreens during the winter sol- sol- solstice to signify that spring would return. So if you deck your halls with a green tree, wreaths or evergreen garlands, you're honouring history. Alisa's mouth where is open. They, where did they get the evergreens from if they were in the desert in Egypt? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they imported them. From Norway. <laughs> yeah, like that doesn't make any sense. I get through the Suez Canal. <laughs> I get the um Is that the canal where that ship got stuck? Yeah, but it didn't exist back then. That's R. why R. I made P. the joke. Oh. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> um I forgot what I was gonna say. You're impressed. Oh, I was going to say, I like that they, the tradition was that you deck the halls with trees to remember that spring is coming. Mm -hmm. Like, do you need a reminder? (laughs) It like just happens. Just to keep the vibe up. Vibe check. It's actually so true. Vibe check for spring. Well, we're in summer right now. So it's really doesn't, none of this works in Australia. In Australia, what's this uh, um, season before spring? Are you, is that a serious question <laughs> yeah, you're asking me? Winter. No. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 10 out of 10 surprised by you asking that question. Um, sorry, just made eye contact with someone. Um, Autumn. No, it's always winter, spring. So what I, so my, yes. my Oh, I'm just surprised. That you, you were surprised. I thought you were like shocked that I said the wrong one. So then I no, was no, no, like, no, 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 no. Double crossing I'm shocked myself. that you even have to ask that. It, no matter no. where you are in the world, it always goes <laughs> winter, spring, Actually, summer, autumn. That's so true. Winter, I said, spring. I said <laughs> in Australia, <laughs> what season comes before? Do you mean what month? Is no, that what you I are? meant? What season? You should just agree with me. That would have really saved you there. But okay, <laughs> pop anyway, off, Queen. Um. Someone teach Elise the seasons. I swear on my new shoes that in primary school I got taught the seasons wrong. I I just promise don't you. Understand. I promise you on the sign it said it wrong. <laughs> I just <laughs> this is not true. It just is. Oh, 
It's always like hot, mild, cold, mild, hot, mild, cold, mild. Like it's always. I know, but in my head, I'm like, how can it go from summer to autumn? Yeah, see, I've learnt them wrong. I've learnt them wrong. In my mind, I'm always like, how can it go from summer to winter straight away? Like, how there's no there's no gradient of change. It, it, there is. But there it's is. It's called autumn. I, I'm telling you, I've learnt them wrong. Hello? Come on in. Hello. We're talking about seasons and Elise, me not knowing the seasons Elise correctly. Elise just asked me, what in Australia, what <laughs> comes before spring? That's a true question she just asked me. <laughs> and she... <laughs> See? It's winter We've no also, matter where you are in the world. In Australia, it's different. Because it's we have it is. Are you thinking of wet and dry season? I don't know, but in Australia it's Bye. different. It's different. Oh my gosh. Dave just came in and wow. I'm glad that I'm not the only one that has to think about the seasons properly. I'm embarrassed for you. Well, I'm not. I'm proud of my education. Okay. <laughs> Question number, no, question number four. <laughs> Fact number four. I'm ready. You can thank Prince Albert for cri- your Christmas tree. I thought we just thanked the Egyptians. Okay, I'll do the explanation <laughs> and then, because I've never read this, I don't know. Brew a cup of tea when trimming your tree this year to pay homage to its origins. When Prince Albert of Germany got a tree for his new wife, Queen Victoria of England, it really took off across the pond. A drawing of the couple in front of a Christmas tree first appeared in the Illustrated London News in 1848. To us modern people, the idea went viral. So I guess the idea is that the Egyptians and the Romans used the branches of evergreen trees to decorate. Oh, the branches. Whereas in this circumstance, they got the whole tree and they decorated it like this. And that was when the idea of a decorated Christmas tree took off. So that's 1848. Is that before, no, after the Egyptians? Are you asking me whether the (laughs) the ancient Egyptians and the Romans (laughs) existed before 1848? I'm asking, what's the timeline? Like who did it first? Who used the evergreens Romans and Egyptians. Then the Germans. Then the Germans. Okay, so, yeah. Also, I will not be brewing a cup of tea in peak summer in Australia. Elise. To put up my Christmas tree. <laughs> Sorry, just to give Absolutely everyone. Absolutely not. Just to, on that, Elise, but when I walked in here, said, do you want some tea? And I thought she meant actual, like a cup of tea, and I was considering it. And then I realised she meant. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. And then she went, I'm so sorry. And then she went, oh, no, it's not tea. And I thought she was going, oh, it's not tea weather. And then she meant, no, it's it's not. Um, she was spilled the tea. Vibes. Yeah, she was going to give me some information, which is not really tea. She's no. telling me a story. Yes, and I thought she was offering me a real tea. Anyway, let's move <laughs> do on. You, do you want me to get you a tea? That's no, okay. I'll call the butler. Dave, joking. <laughs> okay, Saint Nick was more generous what than did you jolly. Just call him? Saint Nick. Oh. the saint, Saint Nicholas. Yeah, yeah, I thought you said something else. Saint Nick was more generous than Jolly. Oh, sorry, I never got your. Oh, um, what, could you read the previous fact? I've forgotten it already. You thank you can thank Prince Albert for your Christmas tree. Oh, oh, um, yeah, I'd give that like a three and a half. Three and a half, love that. Go Prince, but Albert. minus the half because I'm not doing a T, so three. Three, okay, yeah. Saint Nick was more generous than Jolly. 
You probably already knew that the idea of Santa Claus comes from St. Nicholas. Do you know that? Yeah. Yeah. Because you're German. Thank you. The saint (laughs) wasn't a bearded man who wore a red suit. That tradition came much later. In the 4th century, the Christian bishop gave away his large inheritance to the poor and rescued women from servitude. In Dutch, his name is Sinterklaas, which later morphed into Santa Claus in English. There you go. I feel like I already knew some of that, so Mm. I'm going to give it a two out of five because it wasn't shocking. My mouth didn't drop. No, not not like when I said that the evergreen has its origins in Egypt. Not like when you told me that winter comes before spring. Yes, that was more shocking. I still find that shocking. Do you want a picture of Saint Nick? Um, yes, please. Me, me and him really twin with our deep forehead wrinkles. <laughs> He's brown. I think it's just painted on a brown wall. <laughs> to be honest, um, Saint Nicholas. Okay, number six. I'm ready. The Dutch gave us the idea to leave cookies and milk. Oh, I it- mean. I mean, that area of Europe, is it that area of Europe? I don't know. Comes up with a lot of our traditions, mm. I feel well, like. Well, so this is linked to my Christmas tradition, which is if your kids leave Santa a little snack to keep him satiated on his journey, thank the Dutch. On St. Nicholas feast day on December the 6th. <gasps> there you go. Dutch children leave him food and drink in exchange for gifts overnight. Did you do that? We don't leave food. I don't remember us leaving food. We polish our shoes and leave them outside. And the idea is that oh, yes. he puts presents in our shoes. Oh, my gosh. As if Bailey didn't do that for you in your apartment. He didn't. That's actually savage for me. I didn't even get a advent calendar. <gasps> you can't eat chocolate. So? There are so many different advent calendars out there. It doesn't need to be Yeah, chocolate. Bailey, are you listening? Not joking. All right. Number eight. Are we up to eight already? Well, we've got 35. So here we go. (laughs) Hanging stockings started as an accident. Oh, interesting. I'm going to give that a five out of five for interesting because I didn't know that. Legend has it we hang stockings by the chimney with care thanks to a poor man who didn't have enough money for his three daughters' dowries. Dowries? Like paying money to have them married. Oh, what does that have to do with stockings? Well, Oh, sorry. Generous old St. Nick dropped a bag of gold down their chimney one night after the girls had hung their freshly washed stockings there to dry. That's where the gold ended up and the tradition stuck. So that's the legend of how the hanging up stockings by the fireplace started. Can we just talk about the logistics of this? Because I think we shouldn't. (laughs) No, I just... (laughs) (laughs) Because it doesn't make any sense. No, it absolutely does not. But I like the idea of it. I give the idea a five out of five. It's an interesting fact that oh. that's the legend. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I'm just imagining like Santa's like dropping the gold down. Sorry, St. Nicholas is dropping the gold down and it like swoops up and into the stocking. It, it does a- Imagine that. That would like really ruin your stockings because the gold would be so heavy that you'll- And it'd, it'd be, be covered so in coal because it just went through your fireplace. And it'd be wet because your stockings are wet. Yuck. Okay. And it'd smell like metal. What you just random side note, yeah. quick quiz question. What year do you think Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer first appeared? Give me a year. 1756. <laughs> okay, Queen. <laughs> sure. 1965. 
1939. Pre-World War II, like the year World War II started. Wow. Wild. Anyway, Rudolph. Number nine, Rudolph was a marketing ploy. Oh, I could understand. Yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, surprising. Not shocking. So Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer first appeared in 1939 when the Montgomery Ward department store asked one of its copywriters to create a Christmas story for kids that the store could distribute as a promotion. The adorable movie featuring the island of Misfits Toys and Herbie the Elf hit the airways and our hearts in 1964. Wow. Cute. That's crazy. Also, isn't it – sorry, another quick side note. Isn't it crazy to think that, like – At any stage in our life, there could be an entire world war. That is crazy. I find that a little bit terrifying. But also, if it happens, it happens. I'm going to heaven, baby. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I want a t-shirt that says, if it happens, it happens, baby. I'm going to heaven. Let's go. Can you get me that for Christmas? Oh, for sure. I would still want to make us. I'm going to get um, you. Merch. I'm not gaslighting. I'm just being. <laughs> we have so many merch things to make. I like all, all the equipment. <laughs> you can't take photographs of things that doesn't exist. Doi. Doi. Okay. Wait, rate that fact. Oh, uh, can you read it again? Rudolph was a marketing player. Oh, yeah. Uh, one out of five. No. Okay. Black Friday isn't the busiest shopping day of the year. I'd give that a four out of five. Four out of five. That was quite interesting. I wasn't expecting that. Black Friday or the day after Thanksgiving certainly sees a lot of shoppers heading to the mall. But we must be a nation of procrastinators because the most hectic day of the year are actually the Friday and Saturday before Christmas. Ah, That makes sense. I would have, yeah. That does make sense. I also feel like, I mean, I don't know when this was written, but- a lot of the Black Friday sales go on pre-Black Friday anyway. Yeah, it's changed now, right? Yes. With with Especially with yeah, online yeah, yeah. shopping and stuff. And no one does Christmas sales, do they? But they do Boxing Day sales, right? Yeah, that's the idea. Isn't that like, surely we do Christmas Day sales? I don't, mm, I don't know. That's wild. It is wild. So, the eight reindeers have had a lot of different names. Okay. So, Rudolph was almost named Rollo or Reynolds. <laughs> Reynolds? Reynolds. R-E-G-I-N-A-L-D. Reynolds? Reginald? Reginald! <laughs> Reginald the Red. No, <laughs> Actually, no. That's cancelled. That is cancelled. <laughs> My name's Reginald the Red no. Nose Reindeer. I feel like Rudolph, you're like, oh, cute little boy. Reginald is like... Captain of the war. <laughs> okay. Which doesn't that. have quite the same ring to it. I agree. Yeah. But his crew also had lots of other names. They've been called Flossy, Glossy, Racer, Pacer, Scratcher, Feckles, Feckles, Feckless, Feckless sorry, Ready, Steady, and Fireball. I can't. Fireball? Th- yeah. Did you like how I said it in Fireball? I love Pitbull. Is that Pitbull? Yeah. Yeah. This so, 
There is Flossy and Glossy and Racer and Pacer, Scratcher and Feckless and Ready and Steady and Fireball. Rename the song, honestly. Honestly. Is that surprising? Reginald. How interested are you in that fact? I'm like a little bit interested, but like if someone whipped that out at Christmas time, I'd be like, it's not the most interesting if fact they out. off the top of their head could remember all of those names i would be impressed but if they were like they have like different names but like i can't remember i think one of them was called yeah. fireball i would be like less impressed yeah for sure for sure for sure number 12 christmas wreaths are a religious symbol i didn't know that there four, you go. four out of five four out of five the christmas wreath first or originated as a symbol of christ the holy represents the crown of thorns Jesus wore at his crucifixion oh. and the red berries stand for the blood he shed. So when you see Aretha's holiday, you'll remember the reason for the season. There you go. Although I'm impressed by that. I impressed, am impressed interested. by that. Although like Christmas wreaths these days aren't the traditional red yeah. berry. I have in the past thought though, that'd be pretty funny if I put a Christmas wreath on my head and look like Jesus. But I'd never made. <laughs> but I'd never you been silly, silly girl. <laughs> silly girl putting a Christmas wreath on my head. What am I? But I'd never made the connection, or like known that they were mm. connected. Number thirteen. Yep. Jingle bells was originally a Thanksgiving song. Okay. Turns out we first started dashing through the snow for an entirely different holiday. Oh. James Lord Pierpont wrote the song called One Horse Open Sleigh for his church's Thanksgiving concert in the mid-19th century. Then in 1857, the song was re-released under the title We All Know and Love. Today, it's still among the most popular Christmas songs. That's interesting. I guess it doesn't make any mention of Christmas. No! Dashing through the snow on a one horse open sleigh Over the Although fields we go it does Laughing all the way One horse open sleigh Yeah because I was going to say it kind of makes reference to like um, Santa's sleigh. Yeah, but I, I don't think but it does. No, no, no. I um, Yeah, you're right. Okay. How impressed are you by that? Um, Like a one out of five. I'm skipping some of the boring. Oh, for sure. <laughs> We're only a fun podcast. Oh, this one. Okay, I'm ready. Celebrating Christmas used to be illegal. Okay, why? From 1659 to 1681, anyone caught making merry in the colonies would face a fine for celebrating. By the, Refer- by the Revolutionary War, the day had so little significance that Congress had even held their first session on December 25th, 1789. Christmas wasn't even proclaimed a federal holiday for almost another century, proving that the Grinch's attitude towards the holiday was alive and well along before he was. Wait, I'm confused. Why did they cancel Christmas? I guess it could have been seen as like a British thing and they were trying to separate themselves from the British. Uh, And so were like, no British holidays, so no Christmas. It's racist. Is it? Yeah, if they're kind of trying to cancel the British. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Christmas decorations. No, so Christmas decorating sends nearly 15,000 thousand people to the er oh sorry we didn't get a rating how oh. do you rate christmas was illegal 
Oh, like a four and a half out of five. It's pretty oh, good. Oh, it's up there. Okay. Christmas decorating sends nearly 15,000 people to the ER. Three out of five. If you've ever watched Clark Griswold's decorating his house in Christmas vacation, that stat likely doesn't shock you. In fact, the Consumer Product Safety Commission estimates that 14,700 people visit hospital emergency rooms each November and December from holiday-related decorating accidents. So please be careful when you're putting up the holy and the ivy. I kind of get that because, like, you'd be standing on ladders on the roof, Mm. um, up high, lots of falls, I reckon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, lights on the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, like, getting electric shocks. Bit of the glass in the hand. Bit of the glass in the hand. Candles. Oh, classic. Lots of things. Just a Speaking of Christmas accident. Yep. Dry Christmas trees spark more than joy. Neglected dried out Christmas trees spark about 100 fires in the United States each year, cause an average of 10 deaths and result in $15 million of property damage. Not only will an errant spark ruin your holiday, it can put both residents and responding firefighters in danger. See, I'd give that a one out of five for interesting factors, Mm. but a like five out of five for like I would have expected that. Absolutely. Because we all know living in Australia that dry stuff catches fire a lot more than moist, wet, damp stuff. For sure. Yeah. You could love yeah, I've got a bit of sunscreen in my eye, but I love the idea of moist, wet, damp stuff. (laughs) That's my favourite kind of stuff. Moist, wet and damp. That we said. Well, that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Moist, wet, and damp. It's my favorite kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm not gaslighting. I was just being positive. positive. Okay. Um, <laughs> the term Xmas dates back to the 1500s. Xmas, like the letter Xmas. Xmas. Wow, they were like up with the text um, acronyms back then. Mm. I love this. Contradictory to the popular belief. Xmas is not a trendy attempt to take Christ out of Christmas. According to um, like a book, Christianity was spelt Xianity, so X-I-A-N-I-I-T-Y. Interesting. As far back as the 1100, no, yeah, 1100, so 1100. X or she is the Greek first letter of Christ and served as a symbolic stand-in at the time. In 1551, the holiday was commonly called Extimus, which was shortened to Xmas. Wow. And then it was elongated to Christmas. Christmas. That's interesting because we used to write Christians in year 13, the Bible college thing that I did, X and then Ian's. Hmm. So that is interesting to you. Yeah. Oh, I mean, not jaw dropping. I'd give it a four Mm. out of five. It's all American based, which is like boring. Boring. Joking. Do we even have any American listeners? I'm going to have a look. My mum. Okay. Here's something. True. Your mum. Candy canes originated in Germany. That is interesting. In- that's I don't know why I always thought that was an Australian thing. Candy very canes. interesting to me because before I moved to Australia, I don't think I've ever seen a candy cane. 
Oh, no, but you, you said you used to put candy canes on your tree. No, candles. Candles. You used to put candles on your tree. Never mind. That's a bit awkward. Let's start with C. The National Confectionery Association says that a choir master originally gave the red and white striped candies to young children to keep them quiet during the church services. Grandmas who still sneak the kids' sweets during drowning ser- sermons. History is on your side. It wasn't until a German-Swedish immigrant decorated his tree with candy canes in 1857, sorry, 1847, that they became popular as a Christmas candy. There you go. Cute. I don't even like them. You don't like candy canes? No. I remember, like, getting them in primary school and being like, these are the best things ever. And now I'm like, ugh. Why? It's, they're so just awkward minty. to eat. And they just become really sharp. Yes. Yeah. And the rainbow ones are disgusting. Yeah, they're not good. They taste like poo-poo. Poo-poo. Um, Norway provides the tree for Trafalgar Square in London. I would, yeah. Who provides the tree for Australia then? I mean, sorry. <laughs> Please rephrase that The question. city where we live. The big one in the square. I don't know. Have to Google it. I did see it the other day. It was pretty big. It's pretty cool. Mm. Londoners and visitors alike probably know the iconic spruce that stretches to the sky, but few realize its equally iconic holiday gift. Every year since 1947, the people of Norway have donated the tree in gratitude for Britain's support for Norway during World War II. That is so nice. I like that. Wow. And it's been years. Yeah. Okay. That's lovely. So this is in reference to a picture. So it's a picture of a deck of cards. Yep. And it says, this Christmas gift held a life-saving secret. Interesting. Are you intrigued? I'm intrigued. I give it a 10 out of 10 for intrigue. During World War II, the United States playing card company joined forces with American and Britain intelligence agencies to create a very special deck of cards. They distributed them as Christmas gifts. They also helped Allied prisoners of war escape from German prisoner of war camps. When wet, individual cars peeled apart to reveal maps of escape routes. <gasps> that is so cool. That is sick. That is, the, that is probably so the best cool. fact we've read so far. How did they get into the prisoners then? Like, I don't know. I guess, I don't know. Merry Christmas. Here's back cards. Yeah. That is so cool. Oh my I gosh, think that's we actually should, genius. I think we should leave it on that because the – the next ones aren't as nice. As, that aren't is as fun. actually like, I wish that I worked for like the secret services and stuff to like yeah. do fun stuff like that. I mean, like, not every day would be like that, but it would be so fun to like come up with different ways of like creating secret yeah. things like that. That'd be so cool. Sick. Um, there's also one that's thirty things you never knew about New Year's. Okay, I'm ready. So, since we've done Christmas, we're about to go to New Year's. Let's yep. have a look. Um, so, it starts with... Um, what the heck? Have you ever heard of Baby New Year? No. What is that? I don't know, but this says Baby New Year is actually really old. Baby New Year has been a symbol of the holiday since around 600 BC starting in ancient Greece when an infant was paraded around in a basket in celebration of Dionysus, the god of fertility. The 
baby represented a rebirth that occurred at the start of each new year. What baby is baby new, new year? year? Maybe it's like normal New Year's because it was saying like it celebrates. The new baby year's. New Year is a personification of the start of the new year commonly seen in editorial cartoons. He symbolizes the birth of the next year. So I, I guess it's like it's a... just like a little um, mythical... Yeah, no, not mythical. It's What's the, po- the word? It's the personification of the start of New Year. So it's like, uh, like the symbol. People oh, use. as in, okay. So Baby New Year is not the title of the day. Baby no, New Year is like it's a thing. Is like a baby called New Year. Yeah. Lol, that is funny. Okay. I'm gonna have a baby and call it New Year. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, this is my baby, New Year. <laughs> um. So we've got the first Times Square New Year's party was thrown for a newspaper. The annual tradition of gathering in Times Square for New Year's started as a party to celebrate the opening of the New York Times building in 1904. Over 200,000 people attended. Wow. That's sick. That is crazy. Wow. And to kind of go on from that, though the parties ragged on, there wasn't a ball drop until 1907. Fireworks were previously no used. No men's balls dropped until. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Continue. Um, fireworks were previously used to welcome the new year, but they were banned because burning embers were falling on the crowd. So a Ow. ball being lowered on a flagpole was a safer bet. Interesting. I don't even know what a ball drop is. In New York, every year for New Year's, there's like they drop like this big ball down a building, and that at 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 New Year's, like when it hits, and then it hits the ground. No, 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 no. It's like it just. I'm looking to look it up. Yeah, that's actually devastating. That I was in New York, and we didn't go see the ball drop. Oh, it really is just a ball on a pole. Yeah, that's kind of boring. (laughs) I guess that's why you didn't go see it. Does it go really quickly or is it really slow? It really doesn't. <laughs> it's quite anticlimactic. Is it really slow? Like it's not super slow, but it's not like a free drop. See, I would have like if it was like a quick drop, like boom, that'd yeah. be so exciting. It's nothing compared to the Sydney fireworks. Oh, we've said we live in Sydney <laughs> no, multiple yeah, right. times now. Um, it just looks like a giant golf ball. Yeah, that is so disappointing. New York, do better. They have a different pattern on the ball every year. Yeah, but like... There you go. It, the sphere is made up of 2,688 crystal triangles and has over 32,000 lights. Do they use the same ball every year? No, apparently not. Wow. 2,000 pounds of confetti are dropped in Times Square at New Year's. 2,000 pounds? pounds of confetti. Um, Who's cleaning up? And I hope they're using environmentally friendly confetti. Interesting. In 2015, they introduced wish fetti, which became part of the tradition. People write their wishes for the new year and submit them to the wish wall in Times Square or online. And those wishes are then turned into the confetti that falls over the crowd. That is very cute and personal. I like that. I do like that. Wow. Like, does that mean the confetti has the wishes on them? Yeah. So you could pick one up and read them. Yeah, I guess. How big are these confetti, confetti pieces? To have like... Like just like a little square of piece of paper. 
Do you know confetti's banned at our church? Yeah, for for a reason. Why? Because it's annoying to clean up. I want confetti at my wedding. You just have to get married somewhere else, I guess. <laughs> um, Americans drink around 360 million glasses of sparkly wine on New Year's. Goodness gracious me. That's I bet crazy. I, oh, I was going to say I bet Australia's worse, but <laughs> America's bigger. The New Year's kiss started with the Romans. Although things go a little friskier back then, ancient Romans are credited with the kissing tradition because of their festival, which we just talked about, about mm-hmm. the, celebrating the, the Saturn god. It was celebrating to honour Saturn, the god of the time, where all social norms went out the window. Many of the celebrations influenced Christmas and New Year's festivity that became the focus when Christianity took over the Roman Empire. I would just like to know... what, what <laughs> <laughs> what is the desire in wanting to kiss someone on New Year's Eve? I didn't know that was a thing until I watched like Friends and stuff. Like, yeah. up. like I didn't know that New Year's kiss was a thing. Like, do lots of people do that? Because, like, why? Why do you start with the Romans? I don't but know. It's like a big thing in America, I guess. Do we? Have, we don't really have that here, I guess. I, I just know. think it's. Find, think as weird. I just think it's weird. I just don't get. Th- I I just don't have the desire to kiss anyone on New. Year. Like I don't want. I don't care. I'm gonna watch the fireworks instead. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. <laughs> Sorry. All right. The first. I, I just can't get over <laughs> random people just turning around and being like, "Yeah, let's have a snog." No, it's not a snog. It's a peck. It's a New Year's kiss. But like, why? Because it's tradition. It's gross. Why do people kiss under mistletoe? Like it's tradition. I've never done that. Have Just you? Do it right now. There's no mistletoe. No, I don't think so. Where the do you I- even get mistletoe? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. I'm ready. The island nation of Kiribati rings in the new year first. It's also known as Christmas Island. It's located in the Central Pacific. They celebrate through the na- throughout the nation at each village or meeting house where all social and political activity takes place. So they're the first to free in the new year. Is that because time zone? Yeah. Fun, huh? We also send um, our people we're not allowed to live here there. So that is... That's awkward. Really. Well, at least they get to celebrate Christmas first. <laughs> and New Year's. Oh, sorry. And <laughs> New Year's. Wait. Is that why they call Christmas Island? <laughs> if it is, I would be floored. I'm going to look up right now why it's called Christmas Island, and if that's the reason, because they get to celebrate Christmas first. Why is it called <laughs> Christmas Island? Oh my gosh! Can I just expose myself once? Um, on Tom's phone, I had randomly logged into his Google probably to check something. And he never and I never logged out. So sometimes he'll get my Google searches on his phone. And the other day it was like we were having an argument about um, when we needed to go and like how long before a domestic flight you had to be at the airport. Mm-hmm. And we were having like not an argument but just like a heated discussion where I was like you haven't thought about this properly. So I Googled it and then he was like I just saw that you Googled this and I was like <laughs> – <laughs> Try to win this argument again. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Suppose. And then I was like, log out of my Google account. 
Well, it's called Christmas Island because they arrived on Christmas Day. Oh, even better. So. Who's they? Uh, Captain William Miners of the East India Shipping Company. Lol. L-O-L. It was the first recorded landing on Christmas Island. There you go. Well, there you go. Okay. So American Samoa is one of the last places during in the new year. Sucks to be them. Yeah. So it's the only like that mean they habited place. Than ours? No. <laughs> I love no. you so much, <laughs> but no. Imagine if oh. that's how it worked. If you live in Italy, wearing red underwear is considered lucky on New Year's. If you wear black underwear, it means you want sex. Thank you, 10 Things I Hate About You. Yes, thank you so much for getting that reference. It would have been so embarrassing if Grapes are also supposed to be lucky. So Spanish households carry the tradition of scarfing down 12 grapes in the first 12 seconds of the new year. Oh, that the grapes is represent each month of the year. Rumour has it that this whole thing started as a marketing tactic for winemakers looking to sell grapes in the winter. <laughs> that is so hard. 12 seconds of the new year and you have to – actually, I reckon I could do that. That was me practicing. Because 12 seconds, if you think about it, it's actually quite a long time. Sure. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Ancient Babylonians celebrate New Year's in March. The New Year what? used to coincide with the arrival of spring, a 12-day... What, ha- what comes before spring, babe? Autumn. No winter. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to make a Lisa t-shirt with the seasons on it so she never forgets. I don't know. I actually don't know. What comes before spring? I, can't, I don't know. I can tell you what comes after, summer. No. And then what comes after summer? I don't know. Autumn or winter. I don't know. They're the same. <laughs> it's six months of the same season. <laughs> I am actually shocked. Like, I mean, shock. Like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to tell you. I didn't learn the seasons right. I'm telling you. I'm just going to shout out my old primary school, Yates Avenue. You suck. (laughs) (laughs) You can take this off the pod, but a a boy genuinely flashed me under the table in that class. (laughs) (laughs) You can keep that in. But I literally, I remember. I at least to, to at least didn't like the seasons because a boy flashed her and she was traumatized I forever. Was on. Traumatized. I remember. I know exactly where I was sitting and I know exactly where the seasons and the months was kept above the whiteboard. And this boy was like, "Hey, look down here," and I was like, "Oh, okay." And he flashed me. <laughs> I gotta go to therapy. You need therapy for that. Yeah, for sure. You for need therapy. Sure. For I'm that. scared of boys now. And you can't remember the seasons. <laughs> You've blocked it out. <laughs> that's probably it. It's trauma. Oh, that, and that's why I don't know the seasons. Okay. So if well, anyone ever asks it's me. It's winter and then spring. What did I say? Autumn. Autumn. That makes the most logical sense. It doesn't. You can't. <laughs> tell me how this makes sense, right? A really hot month, really cold month, <laughs> and then the month where you get ready for the cold – 
And then the month where you get ready for the warm. <laughs> no, do you know what it is in my head? In my head, it's autumn, then spring, because it slowly gets warmer, and then it's summer, and then it's autumn again. So your seasons in your head go summer, autumn, winter, autumn, spring. Answer and ask him if he knows. Hello. Hello, Liz. How are you? I'm good. Um, I just have a question for you. Yeah. What comes um before the season of spring? I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> I would not have a clue. <laughs> no. Um, Why? Well, one of the I tell you, it's it's either summer or winter. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, because it goes like summer, one of the spring or autumn, then winter, then the other one of spring or autumn, right? (laughs) I actually don't know. Why? (laughs) What? Why? Why do you ask? Oh, just um, just needed an educated answer from someone. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad I can provide it. No worries. Can I call you back? You can, uh, yes, you can, yes. Only okay. when you've left podcasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like Do we minutes. have your permission to keep that yes. on the podcast, Daniel? God bless. Bye. I don't think he heard me. I'm keeping that in. Oh, for sure. What the freak is wrong with people? Why wow. does no one know this Everyone seasons? was splashed when they were in your two. two. <laughs> I'm putting a poll right now. If you're listening to this right now. Are you going to remember to do Go onto Spotify. Okay, go on to Spotify right now. If you're not listening on Spotify, go on to Spotify. Download Spotify. Download create Spotify. An account, create an account. Get a free trial, whatever. And then go into this episode and vote and tell me yes or no, do you know the seasons? I need to know. No, don't make that the question. Make the question, what's the season that comes before spring? Okay, vote. No, because I've revealed the answer in this. Oh, okay, never mind. That's yeah, the problem but, with but this. No, but I can say yes, I know the seasons. They're just incorrect. You don't do know, you the seasons, love. know the seasons. You correctly know the seasons. You cannot. Sorry, Elise. Um, I love you I so much, but you know, cannot claim no, that no, you know okay, the seasons. And the real question is do you know the order of the seasons? Okay. Because I know the seasons autumn, autumn, spring, summer. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> autumn, summer, spring. You need to move winter. somewhere where there's only two seasons, dry and wet. That way you don't have to remember in yeah, order. Australia. <laughs> you know what we have to move on because this is going to drive me insane because we didn't get to my fact oh sorry 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 my fact was that the ancient babylonian celebrated new year's in march which occurred in spring 12-day festival called akhitu marked the occasion which was more about praying than it was about finding a good midnight kiss okay i don't know why that makes me mad but it does. <laughs> i'm mad i'm I don't mad know if right anyone now. heard but she just slammed the phone down the French invented a new calendar during the revolution. Did you know that? Yep. Okay. Um, you can thank a Pope for making the new year start on January 1st. Did you know that? No, I didn't, but thank you so much, The Pope. George, Georgia, Georgian calendar was introduced on, in October 1582 by Pope Gregory the Thirteenth as a revised version of the Julian calendar. Can I just say, I think I'm a sidekick. Because before you even said Greg, whatever it was, in my head I said Greg. 
That's another killer line <laughs> from Elise. I think I'm psychic because before you said Greg, I said Greg. <laughs> I get a joke. <laughs> what was the one before that I said? I just, <laughs> it's autumn, then spring. And then it's and then it's autumn again. And then no, then it's summer, then it's autumn, and then it's winter, and then it's autumn again. Um, no, and then you said moist, wet, damp stuff. <laughs> this is my favourite kind of stuff. <laughs> you said moist, wet, damp first. Yeah. Anyway. And then you said it was your favourite kind of stuff. <laughs> Turkey didn't make the switch to this calendar until 1927. When did we make the switch to this calendar? Australia? Probably from the start, like from Australia, Australia began. When did Australia begin? 1788. <laughs> like really? white Australia. Please don't cancel me for that. I think that's all the ones I want to do. Yeah. Overall, where are you, are you impressed? Are you intrigued? Are you interested? Um, facts, rate the, all the facts overall. Overall, all the facts were out of five. Mm. Were like four out of five interesting worthy um, facts that most of them I'd never heard before. Mm. And they're making me more excited for Christmas now that I really know the history of Christmas and New Year's. Christmas 2022 because we've already had Christmas. Oh, shivers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm so excited for Christmas 2022. Um, yeah, this should have come out before Christmas. That would have been helpful because then you would have had all the Christmas facts. But you'll have the New Year's facts now. Exactly. Impress all your friends. You could still impress your friends with Christmas facts. Text them. Text a friend right now and tell them your favourite fact from this podcast. Oh, my gosh. Look at you. Forward thinking. Promoting the podcast. Yeah. I want a Christmas gift from our fans. And that is? Go rate us on iTunes. Five stars. Leave us a comment. That Do would we be have really any helpful. rates? We've got nine reviews. Nine Whoa. ratings. But only two comments. I like the comments. I think the com- one of them is mine. No. Okay. I don't think you commented. I swear I did. Anyway, never mind. Our two comments are from Mandy and from Laura. LOL. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our very last episode <gasps> of our long list for 2021. 2021. Amazing. Next time you hear us, it'll be 2022. We're going to be reviewing... Guys, the next couple of episodes are so exciting. I'm so excited. We're going to be reviewing our predictions that we made at the beginning of 2021 of the yes. year. We're going to be making new ones for 2022. And it's just so exciting. We're so excited to... So excited. I'm going to have to write some... New predictions. New predictions. Get predicting, love. Are we doing um, goals or just predictions? Let's do goals and predictions. Okay, goals and predictions. At the beginning of this year... P's and G's. Yeah, at the beginning of this year, we did it in two separate episodes, but I think we can make it into one. for sure. For sure. Our episode's so long now. Yeah. Not us at the beginning of our podcast being like, we'll only talk for like 15, 20 minutes. Our first episode was 20 minutes. I laugh at that now. I, um, one of my bosses at work, my booth, my bosses at work, um, listened to our first episode (gasps) and then like listened to like our most recent one to compare. And I was like, literally embarrassing don't embarrassing i mean like we had to come from somewhere but it's kind of we do you know that thing where it's like start from bottom now here we started below the bottom we started in the deep sea 
all the way at the core of the earth. We didn't even own a ladder to climb yet. No, we had to swim. We had to run. We had to Girl, dig. It's a wild ride. But and this we is don't f- get paid. <laughs> <laughs> this is our very Joking. first year of like p- podcasting from start to finish. How is that crazy? I'm excited. We, I honestly, I think, I don't remember because I haven't listened back to it, but I think in our predictions one, we were like, will we continue podcasting till the end of the year? Oh, for sure. Do you reckon we'll podcast all of next year? I don't know. It's hard to imagine that, but then I can't imagine not having podcasted this year. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's really strange. But imagine like 2022 you're freaking married. I know. I was going to say, am I going to still be a pod- Am I going to be a podcast wifey? <gasps> oh my gosh. Wedding planning on the podcast. Oh my gosh. Wedding on the podcast. <gasps> Tea. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope you guys had a really, really Merry Christmas. And if you're listening to this like later, still hope you had a good Christmas. Merry freaking Christmas. Merry freaking Christmas, Baby. Baby. <laughs> um, and have Boy. a wonderfully and safe New Year celebration. Yes. Um, yeah. And everyone, just thank you so much for a whole year of amazing love and support. We honestly, like, it is so fun to talk to, like, to do this podcast yeah. and to, like, talk to people about it and have people reach out and say they enjoy it. It is so exciting when people say, oh, I'm listening and I really love this topic or whatever. It's one of my favorite things. So, I feel like I've made so many friends. Yeah, we've made new connections, all that kind of stuff. So, so lovely and we just really, really appreciate it. So, thank you so much. Anything else to add? No. All right. Love you guys. Uh. Bye. <laughs> Bye. The other day, I got my hair cut. Okay, and then and the it next looks day, really good. I thank just, you so much. Yeah. The next day, I told I barely knew I was getting a haircut. Like I left saying, "That's me kissing him goodbye." I'm going to get my haircut. <laughs> Lisa's smile <laughs> was like not sure if to be uncomfortable like, <laughs> or like okay. Um, so you knew I was getting my haircut. I saw him literally the next day. And I walked in, I had my hair out. I made sure I brushed it before I came over. I was like, let me get ready. Walk in, doesn't say a word. I'm like, okay, he's too involved in his own life to care, I guess. Um, But like an hour with him, I end up taking a video of me like sitting next to him. I pan to him and then I pull a face and he goes, what's that? Like, why are you doing that? I'm like, well, I'm just talking to Elise. And he's like, you're not going to tell me like what that was about. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, calm just down. Elise and I like having a conversation. It's just us sending videos of funny faces to each other. Duh. Yeah. Anyway, then after a while, I kind of bring up haircuts and then he goes, oh yeah, what did you end up getting your haircut? And I'm like, a trim. Like, what do you mean? Like kind of whatever. Um, <laughs> and then he goes, oh yeah. And I'm like, you haven't even commented on it. And he was like, <laughs> oh no no I see it and I'm like okay anything else what about it and then he's like no because I was like it's so much shorter like it feels so much shorter yeah, yeah. and then he was like but and then he was like laughing he was like huh but like I just look at hair and I if it goes along the shoulder I just think long and then I don't think more about it like he's trying to be like justify this is why I didn't notice it yeah 
goes along. After a while, I'm like, okay, so first of all, you're not going to notice my haircut when I literally told you I was having a haircut. Literally give you the cheat sheet. And then when you do realize you're not even going to compliment me on it, like he didn't even say I look good. And then he was like, oh, uh, no, you no, you look good. And I'm like, no, now I don't want it. Now it's false. Now it's not authentic. <laughs> now it's fake. Fake. This is fake. Fake compliment. Fake news. I okay. actually, I was talking to a friend from uni the other day about this, about how I think it just must be a women thing where we get, we're like, we feel like we're giving off signs of like, notice this, you yeah. should know this. And like, maybe they're not that noticeable, but to other women they are. But to men, they're just absolutely not noticeable. But someone and telling then, you they're getting their hair cut and oh, then you see sure. them the next day, wouldn't you be like, nice haircut? See, as a woman, I would. But men, Disgusting too many other things on their mind, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> to notice a haircut. Anyway, 